Hello, hello. Welcome back to Pagan Preaching. Um, it's so cold. I don't know if it's so cold where you are. Um, where I am, it is 9 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, but according to my weather app, it feels like negative 6. Um, and I don't know if you know this. This is a little, like, insider fun fact. But when I record, I have to turn my heater off because it's the loudest thing in the world. So I'm sitting at my desk huddled next to my space heater, hoping it's not too loud, um, just clutching my cup of jasmine tea, waiting for it to cool off like everything else. So uh, say a little prayer for your cold girl over here, and uh, let's just get right into the show. Hi, how are you doing? Did you get lost last week? Did you go explore and learn something new about yourself that you didn't know? I have not. I'll be totally honest. I am freezing all the time. It's cold. But um, fun news update. I did get a job. I got a job working from home. It's pretty okay. Not what I expected, but it's fine because I also got a job um, reading tarot online. So we're making steps to being who I want to be. And I just want to thank all of you for believing in me and your well wishes. It really, it means so much. I love having the support of my family and my listeners and my gods and just uh, the biggest of shout outs to all of you. So thanks so much. Also, very, very happy Black History Month to everybody because Black History is so intertwined with not only American history, but world history. And I have a history degree, and I I see how often Black stories are erased or watered down or whitewashed. And I just, I want to take a moment to just be very explicit that Black Lives Matter now and forever and Black stories and Black pride are essential stories that need to be shared with everybody. So I just wanted to shout out to everybody who is honoring this month. It should be everyone listening ever, but definitely just the most happy pride filled black history month to you all. I, I don't want to celebrate this black history month by um, encroaching on any black space. So I'm going to try really hard not to do that. From the beginning of this show, I was like, I don't want to do any closed practices. I don't want to speak to any uh, like Aztec deities or Hindu deities or Yoruba deities because it's not my place. Um, it would be wonderful if I got to have a practitioner on the show to share what they know about those deities because they are important and they are so hidden to the cultures that were suppressed by uh, new major world religions. So um, I'm going to avoid talking about any closed African or primarily black deities. But I am going to talk about ISIS today. 
And I'm really excited because it's my first deity that's kind of breaking out of the Celtic and Greek rut that I've been in. And I've been happy to do that because those were all requests. And obviously this is a show for you. But I'm excited to try something new and um, to speak to a deity that's really close to my heart because Egypt was my first love. I'm sure it was your first love too, or one of them, like everybody goes through an Egyptian or a Greek mythology phase as a kid. Mine was Egyptian. And then I I grew into um, appreciating Hellenism a little more, but I'm so excited to talk about Isis, uh, such a powerful Egyptian uh, and also in some cases, Nubian goddess of like everything. She's so incredible. Like Isis is associated primarily with this legend of her brother set murdering her husband, Osiris. And then this is the most watered down version ever, but you know, cutting him into pieces, throwing them everywhere. Isis finds them, puts Osiris back together, extracts his seed from his body, impregnates herself with Horus. And she's just not to be blaspheming, but she is a bad bitch. Isis was able to kind of trick Ra into making her immortal. She put together pieces of her husband's lifeless body you know, brought him back to sentience, impregnated herself with the deity Horus who becomes associated with kings and she just makes her own story. Like, she doesn't need help from anybody. And I just, I love and honor her so much. And I'm seeing, she was so, so worshipped for so long after the persecution of pagans. And now that paganism is experiencing this revival, she's coming back just twice as hard. And it fills my heart with joy because she's so wonderful and so powerful, especially for my fellow women witches and feminine presenting witches and pagans. She's just iconic. She's an icon. We love Isis. Um, In my hometown there is a witch who is she's just she's kind of a crazy pants but she's mostly great and I remember having a chat with her once and I said well who do you worship and she said Isis Isis is all there is and I don't know that I agree with that I I know actually in fact that I don't agree with that I see the value in every deity and I, I see the validity in every deity But her holding Isis and that esteem just, I think, is a testament to her power and her prestige. She is a patron goddess of magic and healing and protecting kings and women. Just everything that she could be. A lot of sources say that she is the ideal mother or woman. I think that's gross. I just think she is the ideal 
person. She is so well-rounded, so full of love in her heart, unconditional love, and she's driven and ambitious. And I just, I strive to be like her so much. So without further ado, let's get into that first prayer, shall we? I was thinking when I was getting everything together and doing my research, what's the lesson of Isis? Like, what's the lesson of Isis? She is so vast. Like, there are so many things we can learn from Isis that I can't, I can't give you a one-worded answer. We can learn from Isis, I think, truly the power of unconditional love, right? So she just searches all over to find her husband and then finds the power within herself to put him together. So taken care of, totally. What a badass, like a hero. She is the savior in, in so many stories of herself. She is the savior. She is the savior of Osiris. She impregnates herself with Horus, gives birth to Horus, raises him to face Seth. And then she is, by doing so, the savior to Egypt and through that mythology, the savior to the world. Like I can't, I, I can't possibly limit her to one aspect that you should learn the most of. I think today I just want to offer up as much praise to Isis that I can because she just has so much to offer in terms of knowledge and gifts and blessings. So we had Imolk yesterday, Saturday night, and it was great. And I had the privilege of writing the ritual. And so I did what I do. And I said, it's all about learning. What have you learned through this shitty, sucky winter? Because it's not just cold this year, right? There's so much that has sucked about this winter. There's so much that has made us feel held back and unmotivated and fearful and anxious. But I know through all that adversity is where we gain our strength and is where we learn the most about ourselves. And I have been in this wintry, I think, period of my life where I am questioning everything. I feel like I don't have the answers. I don't know what I'm doing, where I'm going. I feel like a failure or I am on the brink of becoming a failure. And I haven't taken the time to consider that I'm not on the brink of failure. I'm on the brink of great and powerful realization. I am I'm stretched so thin, I think I'm about to break. And in that breaking is when I will become the most badass version of myself. Is when I, I fall apart and my world crumbles around me and I pick it up. I put the pieces back in a new order and I see, yes, this 
is me. Me overcoming and me in triumph. That's me. And I learned that lesson from Isis. She never caught a break. She was never given anything. All she has, she made for herself. So so shortly after Horus is born, she is a struggling widow. And she is traveling around with her seven scorpions. And even then, in that famous myth, there is a wealthy woman that gives her nothing. She sees her nothing. I I don't know that her myth is understood in this way, but uh, it is suggested to me that Ra would give her nothing if his hands weren't twisted by Isis. She would not be continually in, in this relationship with Osiris as kind of this living god of the dead in the underworld if she didn't make it herself. And I just... I want to impress on you, my listeners, and me, the importance of just getting up and doing something. Obviously, we need help. Obviously, there are times that we need help. We should feel empowered to ask for that help that we need. But there is so much said in not waiting to follow the ambitions that are in your power to follow, right? I've got a second prayer here. It says, Hail Isis, dark lady, gracious one, be with me, for I am your child. The month is done, the moon is veiled, I am here to let go of the old, to make way for the new. My voice sounds your name, Isis. Hailing you with love and joy, Isis. Isis, glorious goddess. To the candle wick I set the flame. The scent of beeswax rises to you, a simple heartfelt gift. Isis, glorious goddess, you move with serpentine grace. A mysterious shadow in the dark, I open myself to your light and ask for your blessing upon my family, hearth, and home. Great and holy one, my spirit bathes in your light, and my voice rings with praises. Earth mother, sea mother, sky mother. Earth mother, sea mother, sky mother. Earth mother, sea mother, sky mother. I adore you, great goddess. I adore you, lady of the moon. I adore you, mother of my heart. I adore you, Isis. O great and glorious goddess, may my love form a bridge between your heart and mine, bringing us together. Your coils around me are breath mingling in joy. O Isis, goddess great and glorious, Thank you for your presence. My heart is full of your blessings. All honor is yours, mother of all. Hail Isis. Hail Isis. We as pagans 
whatever flavor of pagans, specifically and particularly comedic pagans, we are so never alone. We are so never without power to affect the world in a way that we conceive as positive change. There is nothing we can't accomplish because we are already well aware of the need to do things ourselves and to make our lives for ourselves and to call on our gods to assist us. And we have so much just stored loving energy and power within our faith and our mindset that I believe in us as a group of people to be so widely successful and so ambitious because we take these lessons from the Morrigan, from Athena, from Isis to just grab life by whatever sensitive erogenous zone you can imagine and make it your bitch. Because I say this all the time, we don't know how long we have. We're, we're not all like Isis. We're not immortal. We can't grab life by the sensitive erogenous zone and then never die, you know, like her. But we have that same spirit. We have that same fire and determination within ourselves as pagans to defy the odds, defy the expectations, and do our own thing. We can so easily make a positive impact on the world. We can so easily go out and just get what we desire because we have that mindset. Obviously, there are going to be obstacles. Obviously, trials and challenges that are going to get in our way. Many of them entirely outside of our control. We just live in a climate that we have for so long that is built against the interests of the poor and those of color and those that are disabled. And we continue to fight against that structure because it doesn't benefit us. And that is something that I think would just make ISIS so proud and so glad of us, her children, that we see this oppressive establishment. We see the wrongs, and instead of saying, wow, I wish somebody would come fix that, that really blows, we go out there and we change it ourselves. If it's just waking up and getting dressed and doing something you love that day, if that is your defiant act, that counts. And we, we as pagans are so capable of seeing that defiance and seeing how every defiant act builds on top of each other. We know it's a slow change. We know it takes effort and consistency. And we're prepared for that. We are prepared for that slow 
challenging incline to make our world and the world of others better places. I'll be damned if that's our nicest thing. I'll be damned if that's not a resurrecting your gods from the bowels of history and making your faith your own thing. It's so empowering. It's so inspiring. I'm thinking very particularly of the um, Black Lives Matter protests that happened last summer and how many of my fellow pagan brothers and sisters and fellows that showed up and showed out for those protests and stood with people that needed a positive change to be made. I'm so, so proud of this community. We are so often the first to jump to justice and righteousness. We see oppression, we see inequality, and we don't stand for it. I love, I love that about pagans. And anyone who has learned anything from following their gods, particularly Isis, what a baddie, that we just don't hesitate. That's wonderful. So let's hear our last prayer of the day. It says, Isis, goddess of many names, mighty mother, daughter of the Nile, we rejoice as you join us with the rays of sun. Sacred sister, mother of magic, we honor you, lover of Osiris, she who is mother of the universe itself, Isis, who was and is and shall ever be, daughter of the earth and sky. I honor you and sing your praises, glorious goddess of magic and light, I open my heart to your mysteries. Blessed be. I don't know that I say that often enough. Um, but I, I truly wish so many blessings upon you. So many blessings from Isis and everyone. Every every deity and spirit that I can. I, I see your endeavors. I see your work and I, I am so proud of you and I honor you. I honor the light within you. And I want you in this coming week to, if you're a meditating kind of person, try to open your heart to the badassery of ISIS. What more can you learn about ambition and drive and determination. And I think you're all going to do well. You are all going to do amazing, wonderful, powerful things with nobody's permission. The card of the day is the Ace of Swords. If you're familiar with tarot, you know in the Minor Arcana, there are the suits, swords, wands, cups, and pentacles. And swords are so associated with uh, your own mind, 
and the ace is the beginning of foundations. Um, really the start of any mental task. So I see you in these coming days as you focus on Isis, as you open yourself to the possibilities of your own inner go-getter that you grab life by whatever sensitive erogenous zone and you force your ideals upon it. You force your ideology and your belief system and you you make your life work for you and you do not work for your life. Thank you so much for listening. I hope to hear from you soon. I'm excited to hear more requests and testimonials. And you can reach out to me whenever. I am always open. I will never close my DMs. I'll never tell you not to email me. Always talk to me about paganism or anything. I love you and I value you. And I want to hear your voices as often as possible. You can find me on Twitter at Pagan Preaching, on Facebook, Pagan Preaching, or you can email me at fne.aon, E-T-H-N-E, period E-A-N, at yahoo.com. If you want to support what I'm doing here at the show, you can send me a donation on Venmo, that's ethne-aon, or you can buy a um, tarot reading from me at ethne-aon tarot on Facebook. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for having faith in myself and you. I value you all so much. Have a wonderful rest of your Black History Month, and I'll talk to you next Sunday.